All right, everybody, welcome back to the Waiver Wire. It is September 4th. We're a day away from kickoff. Uh, Bears, Packers tomorrow. I'm joined once again with Nick. We have two more divisions to do, and we're kicking it off with uh, the AFC East. So what's up, Nick? Oh, not much. Getting ready for that Bears game tomorrow. I know. I need that win. (laughs) It's an exciting time, yeah. Uh, Anyways, man, so we got the AFC East. Uh, dominantly, obviously, as we all know, a Patriots division. They were eleven and five last year. Bills were six and ten. Dolphins were seven and nine. Jets were four and twelve. A lot of different things happening in this division this offseason, man. What do you think about this division? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty wild division. I mean, the Dolphins are openly tanking. You've got the reigning Super Bowl champions again, and you got two teams that are looking to finally challenge the Patriots after a long drought for both teams so yeah it's pretty fun division I think yeah it's so funny because I think the president of the Dolphins is like no we're competitive this year and it's like dude we all know what you're doing stop like it's it's not you're the Mark Cuban right now of the NFL (laughs) Um, but anyways yeah so the Patriots have won the division 10 consecutive years I mean they've won it 16 out of 18 times that Brady and Belichick have been like kind of a duo you know they've won they've only missed out they have lost the division twice with them two there so that's amazing Um, I think I think they have a very easy schedule for the first half excluding the Steelers obviously week one is going to be a really great game Sunday's going to be awesome I'm really excited but after that they play the Dolphins the Jets the Bills Redskins Giants the Jets again and then the Browns and the Ravens, who are also... I think the Ravens are a pretty good team this year, and obviously Cleveland's a great team this year. Um, so it starts out a little difficult, you know, but they've got like five straight games where I feel like they have a pretty relaxed schedule. Um, but what do you think about this team? Nikhil Harry went down. They re-signed Demarius Thomas after cutting him. So what do you think's going on? Yeah, I think the Patriots is really interesting. Gronkowski leaves as this, you know, automatic Hall of Fame tight end, top two of all time. And... It's kind of like, how are you going to fill that hole? And in a perfect Patriot way, they don't draft a tight end. They sign two old guys who are both suspended to start the season, Benjamin (laughs) Watson and uh, Lance Kendricks. But they bring in a bunch of receivers, and it's kind of this new offense. I think it's going to revolve around Sony Michelle. But I think the receiver group is fascinating. I think it's a lot of fun. Josh Gordon's back. The Patriots seem to love him. They got no problem with him. And Nikhil Harry's hurt, but I, I mean, I, I'm a huge Nikhil Harry fan. And you've got two sneaky, kind of under the radar guys in the veteran Demarius Thomas and this undrafted free agent from North Carolina State, Jacoby Myers, who's blowing up the preseason. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, the Patriots went from a team with no receivers and a dominant tight end to a team with couple suspended tight ends and a dominant receiving core so it's going to be a lot of fun just to see how different they are on offense yeah man I mean they got a I mean they've got several running backs too who can they can just plug and play to their strength so you know and if there's a guy that's going to do it right it's it's going to be Bill Belichick so um for sure yeah man I mean Stephon Gilmore arguably one of the best cornerbacks in the leagues on the other side of the ball too so it's they're they're a dominant team they're always going to be a powerhouse you know as long as Brady and Belichick are rolling through there but Right below them, we got the Dolphins, seven and nine, which we kind of briefly spoke about. They're five and one against the Patriots at home since 2013. Yeah. Which obviously is not going to continue, and they don't want it to continue because they're tanking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
they got a rookie rookie coach there, Brian Flores. I mean, he's looking to rebuild the culture and just total, everything everything about that team is in a rebuild. Uh, they traded for Rosen. They traded away Lorenzi Tunzel, and they traded away Kenny Stills. And I mean, what what do you think about this Miami Dolphins team? Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's kind of this new wave way of thinking that I would say came from the NBA initially. But these NFL teams, they've looked at the past and they understand that the quarterback position is the key to winning. And the best quarterbacks are taken in the first round and they're taken early. So the only way to get there is to lose. So they aren't messing around. They're going to lose and they're going to get their choice at two very good quarterbacks in Tua Tagovailoa and Justin Herbert. So that's the plan. The only problem is who's going to block for them when they draft them. They just traded away a 25-year-old left tackle who, in my opinion, will be the number one left tackle in the NFL in three years max. Uh, the He's offensive line is stud. so important too. It frustrates me when the people make moves like this because it's like, damn, these offensive linemen are like the meat and potatoes of your team, man. That's like that's exactly. something I feel like if I was a GM, I would take a lot of pride in my offensive line. Yeah, yeah and they're not easy to find. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of busts at offensive tackle. There's so much that goes into the position. It's not like running back. It's not like corner or linebacker. I mean, you can find them more, you know, the more successful draft hit percentage. And offensive tackles, especially a blindside left tackle like Tunsil, it's, it's very difficult. So... Even with all the draft capital, you still have to hit on the picks. Mm-hmm. And that'll be interesting. But I think the biggest question mark, and it's not necessarily Dolphins-centric, but he is on the Dolphins now, is what happens to Josh Rosen? He's going to play this year with no receivers and no offensive line, just like the Cardinals. He's going to play bad, spoiler, because anybody <laughs> would. But yeah, I, I feel bad for the guy, happens? too. To Josh Rosen, it's just it's going to be very interesting. It's very unfortunate for him because he's going to he. I wouldn't say he has a second chance because I don't know how much of a chance he got with Arizona. But I mean, in the eyes of some people, you know, he's going to have follow up a bad year in Arizona with a bad year in Miami, and then if he plays next year, another bad year, and then pretty soon he's going to be out the league because he hasn't even had a chance to showcase his ability. You know. Yeah. So it's really unfortunate for a guy like him. I will say for with sure. the with the Dolphins. Uh, one of their really bright spots is that secondary. Uh, yeah. I mean, they had an impressive season last year, and they've only improved. Xavier Howard tied the NFL in interceptions with seven, and they had five or more players with two or more picks. I mean, uh, it's just just super impressive considering the team that I watched barely scra- barely like went by with eight interceptions all year. So seeing stats like this, it's yeah. like, damn, you know, this secondary really got to work. And that might be the one thing stopping them from maybe tanking is their secondary wants to eat, and they're out there showcasing yeah. it. You know, so um, before we move, do you have anything else you want to say about the Dolphins real quick? I want to ask you a question. Yeah, just, um, you know, the guy I can't wait to watch. He doesn't have a lot of support around him, but Christian Wilkins, the defense tackle from Clemson, (laughs) I I love him. I think he's a great player. I think he's an incredible leader. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of pressure you got to get on Brady, pressure from the middle. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll uh, see that theme as we go on throughout the podcast. Yeah. But um, just for this is kind of off topic, but I, I know you mentioned the running back. Uh, do you buy into the idea like, you know, the running back shelf life's like four years or whatever, and then you move on versus investing in your in your running back long term? Yeah, um, I buy in that to completely. I wouldn't draft a running back in the first or second round mm-hmm. 
unless they were Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. where I know he's high character and a freaky athlete, but I still wouldn't have taken Saquon in the top five. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just, honestly, it's basic economics. The demand is here, and the supply right, is right. just through the roof. Yeah, yeah, so why pay for something I totally that agree is with you. easy to get? So it, it's not their fault, and I feel bad for the players, but I think these running backs, especially guys like Melvin Gordon, who quite honestly are just solid, yeah. they're, you know, so above average, they got to change the way they think mm-hmm. because we saw Zeke got paid today and he's unique. He's very He's going to be there until he's 32 years old. Yeah, and he's part of a franchise that is a little old-fashioned. They run the uh-huh. ball, they play defense. So, But these running backs, they got to change the way they think because they're not worth what they think they are and it's going to end up hurting them because Melvin Gordon's never going to make up the money that he's going to miss sitting out this year. Yeah, totally. So, that's... That's yeah. a, I mean, I, I totally agree with you where it's like these running, the running backs are trying to create leverage. I mean, like, we'll just sit out or whatever, but it's like, yeah, the, the supply is through the roof compared to the demand. You mm-hmm. see, you see time and time again, several examples of running backs, you know, not playing or being injured or sitting out. And then the second running back coming in and being like, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, maybe they're not as good as that running back, but they're like 80%. Like James Conner steps in for us last year and balls out, you know, exactly. like DeMarco Murray for the Cowboys, you know, it's just like these players just kind of get plugged in and all of a sudden they're like, fuck, where'd they get 1200 yards from? You know what I mean? I thought, you know, yeah. you know, so, um, I just thought it was interesting. I wanted to ask you that because my, my, sure. my, my, yeah. my opinion is very similar. Like a running back, if yeah. I, if I was a GM and he played with me for four years, he's like, Oh, I'm sitting out unless you extend me. It's like, then sit out. We'll play somebody else. Like it's, we'll, we'll Trade devalue up. you. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine. You know, I'm sure yeah, Austin exactly. Eckler and Justin Jackson are going to be solid. You know what I mean? Really like good. Gordon can sit out. That's fine. You know? Um, yeah. Anyways, back on topic. AFC East. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, so the Bills six and ten. This is a team I wasn't super interested in, to be honest with. You. I wasn't. You know what I mean. And then I started diving deeper into it and peeling back the layers. And this team really actually is super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Allen led the offense to average twenty two points a game towards the end of the season. Uh, they went six and ten despite having the second worst offense in football. Uh, I mean, if the offense can become like somewhat decent and play a, a little, you know, towards the middle of the pack and that defense can consistently play to that at a high level, like this could actually be a, you know, I mean, they, they could be a wild card team potentially. What do you think about these Buffalo Bills? For sure. I I love the Bills. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I'm a huge Josh Allen guy. I think that he his skill set is rare, I think, in terms of just god-given talent he has patrick mahomes like skill obviously he hasn't tied it all together and i don't think he'll ever be as good as mahomes but he Mm. has the ability to be a freak to be a brett Favre type player and i love the way they've drafted here in the last two years i think they have a great coaching staff the team plays hard and it's funny in the nfl you just assume like everybody plays hard but the Bills' defense especially and their offensive line and the way Josh Allen runs the ball and how hard he plays, it trickles down throughout the roster, mm. and they just play harder than a lot of teams. And I love that about them, and now they're starting to get talent. And I I do think that they will challenge for the wild card this year, and, and I think they'll get it next year. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, 
They went out and signed six offensive linemen and then tra- yeah. traded up to sign the war hog, Cody Ford. Um, so, I mean, th- th- this this team, I mean, it's just a fun team, man. I-, I like Josh Allen. The defense, it was a top five defense last year. And look for Edmonds and Milano to be one of the best linebacker duos in the NFL. Like, yes, this team's, this team's just fun to watch. I mean, with the adjustments to the O-line, bringing in players like Frank Gore, Yeldon, sing- you know, drafting – Singulary or whatever. I mean, I picked him up in fantasy football too, so hopefully he does yeah. well. But I mean, they've just done so many things to where it's like they can improve the rush attack. They've improved the improving the offensive line is the cornerstone of your offense. So they went out and they did that right away. They brought in some running backs. They brought in some talent. They got Cole Beasley, John Brown, and Zay Jones to help with the air attack. So I mean, like this, they addressed all their needs. I feel like on the offensive side of the ball, their defense was fine. And their offense needed improvement, and they went out and they addressed almost every aspect of their offensive game. So this team could be a totally different team than what people are expecting to see on the field, you know? For sure. Yeah, I think uh, just a few guys for me, like Tremaine Edmonds was my guy yeah. coming out last year of Virginia Tech. He was the, I believe, the 15th. second or third linebacker taken yeah. Yeah. after Roquan Smith. And he was a little raw coming out of college, but he's coming into his own this year and he he's more talented than Roquan Smith he's more talented than Leighton Vander Esch and he's more talented than the guy I can't think of off the top of my head of the Colts he's more talented than those guys let's see if he can put it together here yeah see if he can put it together in the second year because he's a freak show man and talk about freak shows 16. second defensive tackle i'm gonna bring up to get to brady ed oliver baby dude's <laughs> crazy and he's gonna be big impact hey uh, i like how you say i like how you use the word raw for tremaine edmonds because we have both his brothers trey and terrell edmonds on the steelers and that's the <laughs> first thing i think about last year terrell just raw couldn't catch a ball uh-huh. hit hard and when he hit but then towards the end of the season dude it was clicking it was clicking and like in this preseason Trey Edmonds, he's a running back. He's the youngest one of them all, I think. But he started like, I was like, damn, I hope he makes the 53-man roster because he's actually being solid. So all those brothers, you know, they're all great athletes. They're freaks. And it's just, it's cool to see them all in the same, you know, I wouldn't say they're on the same trajectory by any means, but they're all, they all started out so raw and they're like shaping out to be great athletes and just smart players, disciplined, you know. For sure, yeah. It's cool. The Bills Bills are definitely a team that I'm going to be watching for this year as well. Last team in this division, the New York Jets, man. They were 4-12. and Sam Darnold couldn't, couldn't get it done. Uh, Todd Bowles is out and Adam Gase is in. I mean, this team isn't. This team kind of reminds me of the Bills, but in, into more of an extreme extent where they totally reloaded their guys in over one offseason. You know, they brought in Le'Veon Bell. They brought in 19 free agents. I mean, C.J. Mosley, Le'Veon Bell, Jamison Crowder. Uh, Ryan Khalil came out of retirement to play for them. They drafted Keenan Williams. I mean, what do you think about this team? Yeah, a lot of new faces, new coach, new GM. New jerseys. Uh, new defense, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, it's a completely different team. I think that the first guy I got to go to is is the, the not new face. It's Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, lukewarm on him coming out of college i was a little concerned about his decision making and he's proved me wrong he looks fantastic um i know some people don't like this player so maybe this isn't uh really a big compliment but in my opinion it's a big compliment i just i see a lot of tony romo in sam darnold's game and i mean tony romo is really good in Mm -hmm. my opinion I, i i think he's really underrated 
and I see a lot of that same mobility and playmaking ability from Darnold. So I just I really like where he's headed. He was really young coming out of college, so he still has. A Isn't long he way the youngest quarterback to be named a starter? I thought he was the young. I thought I read he was the youngest quarterback to be named a starter somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, on Darnold, he, when he came out of college, I I, did, I wasn't too high on him to be honest with you. Um, his first season, he was thirty first out of thirty two quarterbacks at fifty seven percent completion rate. Uh, so I just wrote down a couple things that I think, because I think he can be good, and I've read a lot of things that say he's doing, been doing great. So I just wanted to focus on a couple things that if he improves, he will be a great quarterback. You know what I mean? That 57% yeah. completion rate, it needs to go up, and it will go up. I mean, they, they're all new offensive line, all new skill position players. I mean, a whole whole new culture, everything. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure that'll go up. Donald threw the, or <laughs> Donald, Darnold threw the second most picks with 15 which goes with his decision making you know what I mean and he's the youngest quarterback to be playing so that's something that I think he'll grow and mature and like that'll change that's just natural you know um and he was ranked 31 on average release time he was at 2.9 seconds and that's something I think that'll change too with these new weapons like Le'Veon Bell and Crowder well I mean they'll give him some relief you know what I mean he'll have a safety to throw it to that's not Quincy Inunua you know so um, another guy on the offense I'm really excited for who I think some people really dislike, but I like Robbie Anderson, man. He's fast. He's, he can, he's, he's just like a highlight waiting to happen. And he's had a lot of legal trouble staying on the field and he's struggled with injuries too. But I mean, he's shown flashes of being a pretty good receiver. He, he caught 65 balls for 941 yards and seven touchdowns in 2017. And then last year, I, I'm pretty sure he missed a couple games last year. Yeah, but I think he's got a lot of potential, and I think people sleep on him quite a bit. And I think if he just really applies himself and focuses on on football, he could be a, like a force. Uh, For I mean, sure. the Jets are going to face the Browns, the Eagles, Cowboys, and then the Patriots twice in the last ten of the games. It's the schedule opens up for them the last ten games of the of the season. I mean, they got teams yeah, like wow. the Raiders, they got the Redskins, the Giants, the Bengals, the Dolphins. So, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is a team that could be super solid. Um, what do you think about Le'Veon Bell joining them? Yeah, I think it's funny. <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. So I wouldn't pay running backs a lot, but in terms of the Jets, you've got a young quarterback. You have – I've never seen such a deplenished backfield that the mm. Jets had going into the offseason. There's all these running backs, and they don't have one guy that's worth the hoot. And yeah. they go out and get Le'Veon Bell because why not? You're not paying a quarterback. You're not paying an edge rusher. You're not paying a left tackle. You got the money. And they went out and got him. I think it was a good move because he's going to help Darnold so much. And Adam Gase, the one thing that I respect about Adam Gase is he's going to get the ball to his best players. Mm. And Le'Veon Bell better be ready for a workload because he's gonna get it for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, if you got him in fantasy, you're gonna be you could be real happy. Yeah. Um, another thing about Le'Veon Bell that I think is super unrated is he can really block for a running back, which yes. I feel like you don't see the whole package of like really great running back and also can really can defend his quarterback. So I think I think for they got sure, the whole yeah. package in him. Um, a guy on the defensive side of the ball I'm really excited to watch is Jamal Adams. Um, I think he's an absolute freak. I love this guy. He had 115 tackles, nine for a loss, eight quarterback hits, three and a half sacks, 12 passes defended, three forced fumbles, and one interception. But I just think he's just like, I think he's just that guy lurking around back there that quarterbacks always have to be aware of. You know what I mean? I feel like 
that you're game planning for the Jets defense or yeah, the Jets defense and then Jamal Adams as well. You know, so yeah. I just think he's just such a factor for that defense and he's so I just think he's fun to watch. I really like him a lot. But anyways, man, we could see I feel like this Jets team could really I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs on that, I don't think. But I, I think they could. I think they're an improved team, and I think they're heading in the right direction. But, For sure, yeah. I think that. I think if everything fell together and Le'Veon Bell stays healthy, Robbie Anderson breaks out, Darnold breaks out, Chris Herndon comes back and breaks out, and Quinn Williams and Leonard Williams are disruptive up the middle, I it would not shock me if they made a wild card. I wouldn't bet on it, but by no means would it shock me. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be uh I'd be pretty I wouldn't be confident in either team, but I'd definitely choose the Bills over the Jets uh pretty easily. Yeah. I think. But anyways, man, we just had our fantasy draft on the thirty first of August, so four days ago. You've had some time to get familiar with your team. Uh you wanna talk about it a little bit? I mean we play week one, so it yeah, might it might yeah. be a, it might be a good time, man. You you go ahead, you tell me about your team. Yeah, let's hear. Well, obviously, like every fantasy owner that just got done with their with their draft, I love my team. It's perfect. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. So, but yeah, I think. Um, well, look at that! You last, got Robbie Anderson. <laughs> I got Robbie Anderson, baby. We're ready to go. Yeah. So the last two years, maybe three years, and I don't know if anyone can relate out there. My problem has been running backs. I I get a late pick in the first round, and Julio. Is sitting there. What pick did I you take have? him? And he's really good, and Julio's great, but I end up doubling down on receivers, and I have no running backs. So yeah. this year, put my foot down, and I'm like, I'm drafting running backs. I don't even care how early it is. And the team looks great, so I'm a, I'm a lot more excited about my team. I got Chris Carson, Nick Chubb, yeah, David dude. Montgomery, yeah. my boy, and Justin Jackson, Royce Freeman. So I got that running back depth, and uh, – I'm looking forward to it. I would say my deep sleeper for sure is DK Metcalf for Seattle and Calvin Ridley for the Falcons. If you heard our last podcast or two podcasts ago, I'm all in on the Falcons. I think the offense is going to be great. So that's my team. Yeah, man. I took Julio Jones. Honestly, before the draft, I was like, I want Ridley. Like I was going to make Ridley a priority, you know, like later in the rounds, like just no, like yeah. fifth or sixth round or whatever. I'm, I'm going for Ridley. Um, but I think I was picked number 10 or 11, but anyways, 10, where, yeah. where I ended up, it was just Julio was by far the best available. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I wanted to, I've never taken a running back in the, I haven't taken a running back or I mean a wide receiver in the first round since like the first year I ever played fantasy. It's like the golden rule. I always take a running back, but I mean, <laughs> it, Julio Jones was there and the second best running back on there was, you know, like James Connor, which I then had four picks later to take him. So, and yeah. I knew Julio Jones wouldn't last. So anyways. Yeah, I'm really happy with my team. I got Big Ben, uh, you know, 5,200 passing yards yesterday. Or not yesterday, but last year. I had to pick him up. He was on there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not passing this up. James Conner, yeah. who I think a lot of people think they'll share the backfield with him and Jalen Samuels, but I don't believe that. Conner is really strong, and he's just he's a, he's a good back. I, I think they'll he'll be the premier back. I think Samuels will get carries, but most I think Conner will dominate him. Yeah, I think Conner will get all the goal line stuff. Yeah. Samuels will get some like third and longs the draws right and the i'm not against samuels getting carries though because honestly like samuels he's he's shifty you know i'd love to see some like two back set i think sets that'd be good for him yeah i got carry on johnson who i don't think needs a description last year he was awesome. i love carry on yeah I I, I I he was one on like high up my priority list julio who we talked about ty hilton 
who I'm not worried about. I mean, a lot of people are like, Andrew Luck's retiring. His value drops. He's still there. He's still there. He's still with Brissett. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with that pick. Yeah. Hunter Henry, who last year I wanted, and then he got hurt. And so this year I made sure I wanted to get him again, and I grabbed him. Yeah, I hope he stays healthy. Me too, honestly. For for him and my fantasy team. <laughs> Mainly but. for the fantasy. Yeah, for real. And then I got uh, Duke Johnson, who hopefully will dominate some carries back there. And, you know, I'm feeling confident with it. I got Darius Geis. If nothing works out, I'm going to move him up. But, uh, yeah, I feel good about my team, man. I feel good. I got Kenny Stills as well, just in case he starts to break out there. Will Fuller maybe gets hurt, you know, so. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, man, what, Sorry, what, Will. What's your, uh, what's your hot take for Thursday? Give me some. I know your Bears are playing. So what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, yeah I, I'm big on the Bears tomorrow. Um, it's coming from a Bears fan, but I just think that the the circumstances aren't in Green Bay's favor. It's opening day, Chicago Bears at home. Green Bay's got a new defense. They got a new coach, and they got one good receiver. I think that last you know last year, if anyone remembers, the Bears lost to the Packers in the opening game in a game where the Bears dom- dominated, and Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers does. So. I think this year the Bears are going to be hyper-focused all the way throughout the game because they don't want to get embarrassed like that again. So I, I expect a very energized, pissed-off Bears team. I expect an offense for the Packers that is going to be good. I think this is a playoff team for the Packers. I think both teams are a playoff team. But it's week one with the new offense, and it's first game for Lafleur, and there's First game jitters. I know Nagy last year for the Bears came out on fire, but down the stretch he made some mistakes because it was his first game and he kind of took his foot off the gas. I could see the same things happening to Lafleur, so I, th- I think the Bears are going to win win comfortably. I wouldn't maybe not two touchdowns, but I I do see a ten point win as long, as long as the arrow can knock them through the uprights. Yeah, man. Uh... I mean, I, I just don't picture any other game besides, like, the, the Bears defense was going out there and rocking, like, Rodgers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just – this defense is so strong. And I feel like you need a – Aaron Rodgers is awesome. But, I mean, he's, yeah. he's been, like, riddled with injuries. He's missed games. Devontae Adams is a great wide receiver too. But outside of that, I mean, who else are they really working with? And this defense is proven, you know. And also, I think if this was week four, it would be a little different because they're just, like, yeah. game, game. But this is game one. And – that defense is going to come together in the tunnel and just be like, we're getting this, we're getting this guy. We're winning today. You know what I mean? And I just feel like that alone, that momentum, that energy and that the proven success they've had, I just think they're going to go in there and just, just absolutely just, I'm not saying destroy us and beat them by 14 or whatever, but I just think that defense is really going to be active with, you know, tackles for losses, sacks, pass breakouts. I think they're going to be all over the field. It's for be, sure. It's yeah. going to be a you fun think game. Think about like the rosters. Both teams are coming into the game mostly healthy mm-hmm. and the Bears roster it's just it's just better and deeper and more talented later in the year when teams are hurt Aaron Rodgers can pick those guys up mm-hmm. but you know those week one games where everyone's healthy I just think the I think the Bears just have a deeper more talented roster yeah man hey uh anyways so that's it for our AFC East predictions man our fantasy football and the game tomorrow our our social medias are right over there under Nick um, we're going to try to get together maybe and do another podcast this weekend to preview some of the Sunday's games and also talk about what happens tomorrow. But anyways, Nick, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll see you later.